Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right now, I think it's about the data. And I want this information out and see what people can figure out and yeah. find out. Yeah, folks out there, let us know what you find out. And if you file a FOIA and get a response, let us know. If you were on the base at that time two years ago today and have additional information, we're all ears. Those are not alarm rounds because alarm rounds fall. No, you can see like an outline or something. Of course, I thought it was flares at first. A bunch of Marines started coming to me. I was able to find them within 36 hours. All the witnesses say they saw a huge triangular shaped craft. The Marines, they insist they saw a craft. The internet has dismissed the Marines and saying, this must be flares. So the truth is in there somewhere. Is this case a UFO or is it flares and light? This is an open case. These are specialists and that's why I'm taking this seriously is I'm not gonna dismiss what the reports that come from the actual people on the ground. Are you getting interest? Are you getting people who are, are contacting you oh, about Oh yeah, that? I'm being blown up right now from more and more people that saw this and say they saw the body of a craft. Secrets, cover-ups, and strange phenomena. UFOs and ideas that challenge reality itself. All these mysteries, all this time. Are we ever gonna get to the bottom of these? My name is George Knapp. I dig into news stories that others can't or won't. I'm Jeremy Corbell, and for some reason, people tell me things they probably shouldn't. And this is Weaponized. Weaponized. This is weaponized. We're using a different format uh, this week. Jeremy, I look better when there's no video. <laughs> That's great, man. I, you know, you've been on camera more since we began the, the weaponized podcast than I think in probably your entire career, as far as hours wide. It was, is that fair to say? Yeah, I am the only TV reporter in the country that doesn't like being on TV. And the older I get, the less I like it. But here we are. Um, so what's going on? Any news this week? Anything happening? Kind of quiet out there, right? Or not? Oh, yeah. UFO Twitter is super quiet from what I hear. Um, finally, you know, people are kind of like sending me stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. Man, people are pissed. It's like on it. Just got to speak you know, freely right now. You and I put out a case we couldn't resolve. We were putting it out to get more video, to get more photos. Without those videos and photos, we wouldn't have anything. We wouldn't have any way to look farther into this case. But it was like a UFO crime to not have had a case completely solved. But from my perspective, well, first of all, it's not solved yet. And I want to you know, provide more information that we have here. Uh, there are some great hypotheses that people have brought forward. But we were putting this case out to get more information. And that worked, not only from the public, but mainly for me, from military individuals who are actually there. Uh, so we'll recap a little bit for people who may not have heard last week's episode. Uh, you know, last week on Weaponized, we shared some information provided to us by U.S. Marines who were at the massive 29 Palms base for training exercises back in the spring of 2021. 
the uh, videos, several videos were sent to us and some photos. And the videos show strange lights in the sky that hovered for approximately 10 minutes, possibly much longer. Dozens of Marines saw it. Many of them recorded videos or took photos. Most of those who have spoken to us directly think it was strange. It was out of the ordinary. Many say they thought they could make out the shape of a craft, a solid object attached to lights, triangular in shape. And we, you know, what sold it for me, um, that it was interesting, is the photos taken with low light features that really do look like they substantiate a triangular form. You remember last week in that show where we declared uh, our belief that this is an alien spaceship, uh, an emissary from the planet Krondak, right? Was it you who said that? Oh, yeah, definitely. If you rewind, I'm definitely saying that we have a spaceship and everybody should get on board and go to Joe Rogan's mothership and watch a comedy show. No, <laughs> I, I, I fucking didn't say that. And I'm not, I'm also not saying I know what it is. What I'm saying is you got trained military individuals. This should be a highly documented case other than just cell phone imagery. So here you go. Time to investigate. Yeah, let's see what uh, comes out of it. I, I was very clear. Uh, we And I agree with you. This was something that we felt was worthy of investigation. And we figured doing it this way, we're going to get more information. I, I don't think I could do it this way again because it's, it's so exhausting because we got so many more people coming forward, videos, photos, interviews, that kind of thing. So whether this is a prosaic case or not, this is the kind of thing that we were expecting maybe Arrow or somebody would do is look into the experiences of military service people and try to do data analyzation. You know, we don't have the full hardware of our military, so we have the media and we're trying to figure this out. Look, I'm grateful for the public participation, you know, just in general. Obviously, some people have agendas and I, and I clearly saw that. I mean, there, there are some there are some bullshit things people are saying because they love to kind of attack, really, honestly, they like to attack us. And, and, and that's cool. That's fine with me. There's a lot of great public participation, but mainly, again, the Marines and the way that that started spreading the word, hey, you really can talk to this guy. Um, George and Jeremy want to really find out the truth for us. That was really positive so far. Now, we haven't gotten to that point where I am satisfied, and I don't think you are either, on what the absolute uh, truth is about this. But, you know, we can go through that today. But here's the basics. Uh, the basics are that the, the Marines have been saying that they believe they saw a craft, that it was not indicative of what anything they've seen before. And they had some pretty compelling uh, ways to describe that. You know, the Internet says, oh, case closed. It was flares because there is dissent. There's a few things we'll go over. And. That is not how I feel. I feel like let's let's find out, let's go deeper, and let's show you. I just want to show you everything that was said to you and me. Before we dive into specifics, I, I want to touch on something you mentioned in passing there a minute or so ago. You know, we've we've released images a bunch of times now, both on weaponized and other kinds of platforms, KLAS TV, and we kind of become adept at gaming it out. We we know how it's going to play out in UFO world, and this time we decided to sort of use that to, for our own benefit. We always know that, uh, you know, the one guy is going to automatically quickly come up with an alternate explanation, anything that sticks. And we know that there's another guy who will go running to mom at the Pentagon and get her to issue a statement that debunks the whole thing, sort of. Um, you know, we know that uh, a lot of people will pound their chest and, 
and uh, get all over our cases. But this time we figured we could make use of that inevitable sequence of events and to rely on debunkers, in essence, to help spread the word far and wide, debunk to your heart's content. In doing so, we have finally been able to hear from people that we were not able to hear from before. We had we had worked on this for two years, and that's not working every single day on one case. It's over a period of time, talking to witnesses, see if we can find more people to send us information, to give us interviews, statements on and off the record, and also to send more videos and photos so we can get a definitive uh, answer about what this thing might have been. So in this time it worked, as you said, we got a lot of in information. Um, we, we got a lot of folks to come forward. Some of them we've already heard from last week. Some we're going to hear from today for the first time. Yeah. So like the, the Mojave Triangle UAP, you know, so it's like just unidentified, you know, at first, if you remember, George, it's like, you know, we get one image. Well, that that's not enough to go off of. So it, it took those years to start calling around and getting people that could retrieve that footage and, and give it to us and go on record. And so then having those multiple angles, look, the, the debunkers would have nothing to do if I didn't get all of these multiple, multiple videos and images. So it's kind of interesting to me, but I, I want to stay positive about it. Like I'm, I am grateful for the genuine analysis and interest and there is power in crowdsourcing, but for me, it, it was kind of like, you know, selfishly, I, I also wanted to, kind of make inroads to get a deeper story, the deeper story here. What is it that we're seeing with the, with the Mojave UAP? You know, is this just flares or did the Marines really see something, you know, that they believe, you know, most believe, and, and you'll hear from them, everybody that went on record with me believes that they, they saw a craft or, or that's what they, they're, that's where they are now. And I'm going over some of the evidence with them trying to trying to figure that out. But so, so check it out. Let's talk about real quick some of the accusations against us, because it's so sad if you put something out and, and people create fake accusations, then it kind of makes it difficult to, to bring out UFO cases that we want better studied in the future. So let's let's go through them. So, George, first of all, one of there's like four major accusations that we hid information that there was a training exercise out at the base during the time that these Marines were there training. What do you think about that? Uh, well, that's probably the biggest surprise for me is that reaction to the Mojave Triangle, the allegation that we somehow tried to pull a fast one. I mean, we hid the fact that they train at this base and they blow up flares. And why did you do that, Jeremy? I mean, there's this massive base. It's a thousand square miles. Uh, it's gigantic. They train all over the place. That is the base was created to do training blow stuff up, shoot off flares and mortars and artillery pieces. They train there every single day. The, the Marines we spoke to were there for training, they told us. You know, do they think we're going to hide this? Uh, by the way, there's there's gambling in Las Vegas and McDonald's serves burgers. That's right. And look, you know, I, I'll tell you, I mean, living out in Pioneer Town, you know, which is right by 29 Palms, you hear those bombs, you feel bombs going up. There are trainings all the time there's trainings every day whenever there are marines there there's trainings and so yeah that was really strange to me i think that was more of like a personal attack to try to you know go at people's credibility reporting the news than anything else um it's ridiculous if you talk to any of the marines there which i did and you'll hear from some of them there are trainings all the time they see flares all the time they do live ordnance training all the time so i think 
honestly, that's just a, a try to a personal dig to try to get at people's credibility. Um, our job is is to report the news and to get information out there. And if we learn new stuff, we'll report on that. I, I know about- that when we first saw those videos, the first videos, we thought uh, that could be flares. I mean, we both thought that. And, you know, and now we know that there was video posted by the Department of Defense on the same date that shows an array of supposed flares that looks very similar to this configuration. Um, I, I think that that is a valid point to be raised. But look, I don't think it's definitive, uh, regardless of what the critics have said, because we don't know a whole lot about that that video clip, do we? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's dig into that for a second. So yeah. I and, and a lot of this is in real time, you know, kind of new to me. I don't read social media, but now I've kind of been informed about it. I see it. That's cool. So there is a training video that is up on a military website and it shows a compilation of footage. And it was filmed at, uh, I think it was range 210. And on the 20th, there was a, a training exercise. Like there is a bunch of training exercises. And it did show five lights that are, you know, kind of in configuration from flares. But it's it's an infrared and you can see a lot of the smoke coming up. However, there's mishmashes of footage on other dates so we're the only way we could prove that that is what the Marines saw. And look, they would they would love to know. Marines are straight shooters, no bullshit. They'd love to know if if what they saw was some sort of mass hallucination. So what what we need to do is get that exact location and make sure that's correct, and then get the metadata. And if it go if those things were up in the air at the right orientation at the exact time, case closed. Super cool. But we. But we don't have that information, so we have to get that. And there's a few ways that we are, you and I, are going to be able to get that. Um, are we going to mention something about when that video was actually recorded? Because it's because it was posted on the same date, people assume that it was shot on the same date, and it's the same object. Do we know much more about that? Well, it was actually, I think it was posted on the 23rd, and it's, it was talking about an exercise they did at range 210 on the 20th, which would have been the same night as the sightings. The thing is, is we don't know for sure. And, and if that's the answer, you know, if, if that is the answer, that's great. The, the only issue I have is that I, I did a quick look at range 210. Uh, a buddy of mine named Michael, who's super cool, kind of tipped me off on how I could look at this better. Anyway, it's 18 miles away. So if the range that, that had these exercises, it's a little fake town they have there. It was 18 miles away. So my question is, these Marines, the, the the closest or the farthest, sorry, that they said it could have been was like four to six miles. I said, like, give me the absolute farthest when you see this thing that looks like it's got a body of a crap. How far could it be? And it was much, much uh, closer than what they're saying. But again, maybe it's an optical thing. George, I just don't know. And the whole point is, is you and I, we as we get information we report it, but we don't parrot stuff when it's just weakly analyzed, right? You have to know for sure. And that's what we're trying to do. So that was yeah. a good one. That yeah. was a good one. Um, there was questions about the number of witnesses that we've talked to. Uh, how do we come up with the figure of perhaps 80 Marines witness this thing? Well, yeah, we, we know that for sure. So, so over, okay, you're asking me rhetorically or something. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. so check it out. Um, so at Camp Wilson, there were 50 plus. I have talked to so many of the people that are there and some of them have gone on record, uh, very, you know, 
it's hard. A lot of people don't, if they're still active or they've got super serious jobs, they don't, they don't want to be, they just want to know the truth. They don't want to be in the media. So from all accounts and because of who is deployed there, deployed there, who is training there at Camp Wilson alone is 50 plus, they were watching this. And then you have the whole response that, that happened after this. So, you know, they say about 50 to 60 five-ton carriers, which carry multiple Marines, and then also Humvees, and then you have helicopters, and you have planes just tearing, trying, what they say is like trying to see what was going on, what that was, what was there. There were two more kind of criticisms, George, that that I my mom reads UFO Twitter and sends me really mean stuff that people say. Right? Hmm. So check this out. People said... Um, like, well, they never debunk cases. Can can you tell me, George, what your daily life has been like for the last 35 years as the go-to guy for news reporting? Do you ever debunk UFO cases, George? Um, every single day. Uh, we don't put out cases that we don't think are legitimate or have an, at least a question mark around them. I get videos sent to me every single day. Uh lights in a sea of inky blackness kind of a thing, something they saw in the backyard, uh, videos of strange objects, things that move really fast. And every single day I try to respond to those. And often it is to explain to people why I don't think it's a legitimate unknown. Uh, and they don't like it very much when you tell them that. I try to find a way to gently tell them that their million dollar UFO video is has a, a prosaic explanation. We've had videos said to you and I, both of us that uh, show and by some pretty credible people that show bugs flying towards a camera or, or they show planes or they show clouds or things of that sort, prosaic objects. I mean, the starting point in ufology is 90 to 95 percent of all cases are explainable uh, if you dig into them enough. And this one might be, too. But we debunk stuff every day. We just don't put it out for people to take a look at it. It's why we thought this is a legitimate mystery because of the credibility of the witnesses and because of the videos and the and the photos that went along. Yeah, so I, I will use a different word. I don't debunk cases every day. I try to provide information. Sure. So people use that word. It's so crazy, right? Um, I mean, I have copy paste emails for Starlink. So when when I when I get it, every time Starlink goes up, bam, bam, I get a bunch of emails with videos, and you know, I try to write it. Uh, personally, but I just, I've got this paragraph I always put in be like, you know, keep your eyes to the skies. If, if you're shamed about reporting in anomalous things, then we're never going to get any real cases, which we know there are. So I, I'm with you. I think that people who've made comments like that, they don't really understand what it's like to, to see the casino style Vegas slot machine that we call our emails, where it's just chaos, constant cases coming in. And Every damn day, I try to provide at least a few emails. I try to provide some information of why I think something is anomalous or not anomalous. And, and again, if I can't figure it out myself, that's when we start trying to reach out to other people. Now, good cases have multiple angles of video and testimony and data. We, we didn't have that for so long with the Mojave UAP case. So we had enough at that point that we could at least start getting it out and pushing it. But yeah, man, I think that the day in the life of the UFO reporter or journalist or investigator might be less glamorous or fun than people think. You, you take a lot of heat. Um, in this case, 
So we have dozens of U.S. Marines who have familiarity with flares. Uh, a lot of them, some of them who talk to us, that's their primary job. They shoot stuff up in the sky, including flares. They're not just a, you know, a casual observer driving by on the freeway. It's their job. You know, in this case, uh, I've seen people argue, well, they're not really trained observers. Well, they are trained. And in this case, they were observers uh, <laughs> and they do have familiarity with the technology that was being displayed. If those are flares, you would think these guys would know their flares. They see flares pretty much every day, especially when they're on training exercises at the biggest marine training base in the world. Oh, t totally. And I think that the range of knowledge as an observer you know, it even varies within the Marines. I mean, you have some people that are more trained and less trained, but absolutely, you know, number of the people that I've spoken with were adamant that, that this was not something typical that I under, they understand the arguments, but what they saw and experienced was not what, you know, the, some of the population is, is kind of writing it off as. So I, I want to hear them out, but first just let's really talk about the three points that you know do support a, a flare hypothesis um discontinuous arrangement of lights the idea that they're not stuck to like the body of something that you can see movement over time and you know with with a bunch of the videos i do see some change in the orientation i, I don't know everything to make of that but i want to acknowledge that as something that that we're looking into and other people should continue looking into um the descent so all all of the Marines that, that I've spoken with and, and Marines are straight shooters. Like they just want to know the truth too, no matter what they think they saw, they want to know the truth. You know, the majority of them said it just hovered, just hovered there. Now, some would say, no, I could see a slow, maybe a slow movement, but the majority is that they were, were stationary, but I did see compelling evidence that there was some descent. So that does lead me to look towards the flare hypothesis as being proper. And um, then you mentioned the, the green lights video, which is really the least compelling to me because we have no timestamp and no date stamp, but that would solve it, but no no one solved it yet. So I just want to acknowledge those, George. And um, now I want to get into what people actually said who are there though. And I think we should play a clip and, and talk about a, some, some of the things that they are knowledgeable about and what they experienced. Just before we hear from these additional witnesses, I should point out uh, a little bit further about what our game plan was for this. We wanted to release these videos, these images, in hopes that other sources would come forward, other Marines. Knowing how UFO world works, we expected some debunking. We expected some attacks on the credibility of the witnesses, maybe on the integrity of the Marines themselves, in order to get them motivated, to uh, get the attention of other Marines who were not talking to us, who had not come forward, who might have additional information. For example, the guys who shot the extra flares that came afterward. We wanted to talk to those guys. Yeah, fact. Um, I mean, you, you said that, I said that in the first episode in the release. So Look, again, I'm really grateful for the constructive things that have occurred through the investigation or this kind of strange investigation experiment. Um, but I think we should just now hear from the people that were there. You could hear what they think, you know, people that have different levels of expertise and just were there. So let's play uh, one clip now and then we'll go through some of what we heard. My role was infantry. And you were there on April 20th, 2021. You were there that night? Yes. And you saw it? Yes. I saw it appear and disappear. 
Well, first of all, how many people do you think saw this? Uh, so there, there's like 15 people in my hooch and the, the line of hooches, there's a bunch of people. There's like 10 hooches in a line with people in it. So a lot of people saw it. Yeah. I heard about 50 witnesses at Camp Wilson alone. Yeah. How were you first alerted to the fact it was outside? Like, how did you first see it? When we were there, we would have like, uh, at night we'd have like story time or something just to pass the time and it disappeared. And then when we saw it, and then everyone started freaking out. They really, they were freaking out a little bit or? Yeah. Yeah. No one knew what it was. And how long would you suspect that it was there? What's the longest length that it was there? 30 to 35 minutes. Really? Yeah, it was, it was there for a hot minute. A lot of people are saying that these are flares. No, they weren't. Definitely 100% not flares. I think it was a crap. It was weird. So th- this was unlike anything you've seen before or since? Oh, yeah, yeah. First time seeing something like that. Yeah, it definitely looked like a craft. Was there any sound? No sound at all. It was kind of eerie. And if you had to just guesstimate, can you give me an estimate size? The mountain was pretty big. It was pretty much like the same length as the top of the mountain. So I'm saying like at least 75 yards. Like almost... A little more than half full field, I would say. Yeah, I keep hearing that. And you still don't know what it was? No, but I can speculate that it was definitely a UFO. Why would you call it a UFO? It's unidentified. It wasn't some military object or craft? No, no. If it was, the lights would have been blinking and it would have been moving. And it was not doing any of that. The night was pretty crazy. Why? There was convoys of vehicles, helicopters. It's nothing you'd really see happen there. So that was unusual. The response was unusual? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like a, a convoy that night of vehicles heading that way. It had to be at least like 50 to, to 70 trucks. It was a huge convoy. And then all night long, there's helicopters just flying around everywhere. It was very unusual. Even though that was part of your, you're there for training missions and there's a known training mission going on there at that time, this is still unusual? Oh, yeah. It was definitely very unusual. The response was unusual? Yeah. What's your interpretation of that response? I think they're probably going to hunt it down or something see if they could find it. I don't know. It was pretty wild. It definitely wasn't players. I, a couple things jump out at me there. This guy is saying the lights could be seen for 30 to 35 minutes. That's that's contrary to what a lot of the witnesses said, who estimated it was 10 minutes. If it really was up there for 30, 35 minutes, that's not any kind of flare that we've ever known about before. Maybe we've got some new kind of flares. But if it really was that long, um, that's a problem. It's hard to explain that. Of course, the guy could be wrong, I guess, uh, in, in the estimation of how long it was he, he w- witnessed it, because we've we've seen there are conflicting versions of that story, right? 
Yeah, so I've, I've only got, um, at this point, provable about 10 minutes of, of timeline of footage, I believe 10 minutes from the metadata. But remember, it was, it was up there and a few people were just watching. They're assuming it's flares for a, a good period of time. He's not the only one that referenced that 30-minute time frame. So look, they're like us. They're seeing it at night first, just in the sky. They see things all the time. They assume it's flares, but then they realize it's different. And they're trying to figure out how it's different. So that, that's a good point. And I just don't know. And sometimes time, look, this is two years ago for this guy almost. You know, so at this point, we're not sure on that time frame, but it's an interesting point. He wasn't the only person that told me about 30 minutes for those that saw the whole thing. A lot of them were in their, their barracks or their hooches, right? Until they, they came out. The, the fact that he says there was no sound, absolutely no sound, that would make sense if these were flares that were 18 miles away at, at uh, 210 or whatever that uh, training yeah. area is. You know, it also would explain why they didn't see any smoke uh, from flares, assuming they were flares. Too far away to see smoke, too far away to hear sound. That would make sense. These guys swear it was a lot closer, though. I mean, all the witnesses say it was a lot closer. We should point out. There are three mountains uh, in ranges in between where Camp Wilson is and that training area where the exercise took place with the green video, right? Yeah, but we we don't know for sure that, that it was there. That's what's written on the on the site, but we don't have the, the metadata and it's a mishmash of footage. But some of it we know is right from that little, you know, when they're in the little town uh, at range 210. But yeah, th that's why this is like, you know, this it's an open case. That's why we're trying to get more information. Um, I It's interesting what he said. Now, other witnesses had more to say. They had more to say about about smoke and about the color of flares and the nature of the light um, and and about the response. So let's now hear just real briefly from another witness that, that came forward and, and just talked with us. Let, let me play that and let's hear what that that Marine had to say. I was in for five years. I'm out now. I'm right now. I'm just going to school and working. I work at an engineering company. In all of your time in the military, the five years, did you have a specialty or anything that you did? By trade, I was a data systems technician. I worked on uh, all the communications equipment and stuff that the ground guys used. I did that and I operated it too. For example, you know, the guys running around in the movies with the antennas, they're always like calling it up. They're the ones communicating with the higher ups and, you know, Doing that kind of stuff like that that's what i did you know april 20th 2021 about 8 20 p.m as far as this event walk me through it we were out in 29 palms if i recall correctly i was one of the first people i walked outside and i was like what the fuck is that that looks weird and then i was like dude uh, that's when i poked my head inside and i was like hey guys uh there's like some weird stuff in the sky you guys should come check this out and that's when everyone came outside and then like in one of the pictures i sent you you can see just rows of like those cans that we were sleeping in just rows of people coming out and, like looking up into the sky i've heard different timelines of like how long it was there in the sky can you tell me for how long you saw it in the sky i was outside for at least 10 15 minutes i know that i wasn't outside like the whole time did you see when they shot flares up and they had those lumen flares? Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, there's one of the pictures I sent you. There's flares in the sky with the lights behind it. 
one of the kids, he goes, you could see a shape, he said, about it not just being lights, but seeing like the shape of a body of a craft. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. It just, it, the, the, they were stagnant. They weren't moving. They were very in place. That's what was so weird to us is that it was just kind of just like there. Did they drop like flares? Did they descend like flares or did it stay and hover in place? No, not, not at all. That's not what these lights were doing. The lights were pretty stagnant in the sky and not moving anywhere. Size, if you had to guess. It was a big object. Whatever it was, it was it was it had some mass to it. It wasn't just, you know, some freaking small unmanned thing flying in the sky. I mean, with the distance and stuff, it could have been as big as a freaking football field, honestly. Was this like something you've ever seen before? No. Were those, uh, do we know for sure if the extra flares that were shot up were shot up in order to illuminate something that was right there in that same valley? That's the big question. That's what we, we, we don't know. That's the assumption of the Marines at this point because of that reaction. Again, we don't know how far away the the things that the Marines saw that that, that is anomalous to them we, we do not know the distance. Their maximum across the board, every single one I've talked with, their maximum distance, it appeared to be right over that first mountain ridge. And so we're making assumptions that something was fired 18 miles away that might have looked similar, but we can find that out for sure because every ordinance is labeled and, and, and time stamped when it's done. There's a way we're going to find out. But those lumen flares, those illumination flares, they, they lasted about... They, they can last between six, 45 seconds to maybe up towards three minutes. These lasted about a minute is what I understand. So they believe that this response was, well, you're going to hear in the next witness what, what some people believe, but it was to uh, illuminate the object is what is what they would call it. I don't know, George. I don't know. Uh, military witnesses in general in UFO world, they don't do so well. We don't trust them at all. You know, everybody uh, assumes that military eyewitnesses who are there, who know tactics, operations, equipment, guys who work with flares almost every day, they have to be discounted. And non-military uh, experts who appoint themselves to determine the truth or accuracy of these claims uh, always seem to know more than the military guys who actually are there on the ground and who work with this stuff every day. I can see why some of the Marines that you're now talking to were pretty ticked off about being told that they're stupid. They don't know what they're seeing, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we, we see that all the time, man, is a dismissal of, of certain, you know, reports and the stigma associated with it. When, when you're looking to find a type of answer, it's much easier to find that type of answer. Again, the work is really trying to definitively resolve something. And so you, you have to take all of the information or you're going to miss something. And, and more importantly, you're going to miss future reports. If you create an atmosphere where, where military people, they don't want to report it up the chain of command uh, to their superiors. Uh, if you create an atmosphere where they don't want to uh, be mocked because they're not sure what they saw, you're going to have a big problem. I'll tell you something here, George, and I know you're aware of it. You and I have recently heard that pilots are being 
encouraged to scrub their data when it comes to anomalies that are encountered during missions. And there's a few reasons why I can assume some, and I've heard some, but we heard that like from high up. So, so the question is, are they being told to eliminate information and data because of stigma or is it because their superiors want to stay on mission for deployment and that this would be reports and they'd have to slow it down. It really puts you in this position. A lot of our contacts and sources within intelligence agencies, they'll tell us that even the balloon of Palooza, that, that we know for sure that there was a Chinese balloon. You and I called that. It was a thing. But that the ones over Alaska or other ones, that they're, that they're much more uh, ambiguous in the sense that Senate and, and Congress and, and just basically the people that should be investigating this, they're not being given any data or footage. I've heard this over and over and over again. So for me, the biggest problem is, look, everybody's credible until you can show them maybe what they saw wasn't that. The bigger problem is the withholding of data, people not seeing cases through to the end, and not doing proper analysis because they're based upon their own personal agendas. That's the real crime, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's part of the reason we've come forward with this case is because it never went anywhere. Uh, you know, a lot of Marines, between 50 and 80, we know for sure, saw this thing. They thought it was anomalous. They took video, took photos of it, but there was no, nobody came asking them about it. Nobody investigated. It did not go up the chain of command. We were not surprised at all that the Department of Defense spokesperson on UAP would go ahead and issue a dismissive sort of a weasel word kind of a, a statement that says, well, we had assets in the air at this base on that night. Well, what night do you not have assets in the air? It didn't really address whether the videos that we've shown were the same ones that were shown in that DOD uh, thing that was on the website. It doesn't answer that. We, we knew that this the, the spokesperson would take this position and it does not encourage Marines, sailors, airmen to come forward. People like Dave Fravor, who flew one of the best pilots in the world, is told that he doesn't know what he's talking about, what he saw in the air. Uh, radar guys like Kevin Day, who spent a career learning their jobs and becoming experts in this on one of the most advanced warships in the world, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, the West Coast orbs, those things that we saw that were swarming uh, 10 different warships. Oh, no, no. Those sailors were completely wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. And in this case as well, we would like these things to be investigated. That's why Arrow was created. That's why its predecessor, AIMSOG, was created, why the UAP task force was created. DOD keeps saying, we want transparency on this. And then they act completely opposite and dismiss the, the cases that do, do come to them through us. Yeah, and one of the craziest examples that, that we've seen of that is you and I reported and we broke the story with all sorts of sensor data from thermal to infrared to deck footage to eyewitness testimony of the 2019 swarms of 10 of our Navy warships. But what people were, were trying to do, and it was really kind of sneaky. Well, first of all, you got the Department of Defense, which is we have like apparently we are the the quick responders. People respond to us quick. Susan Goff, like that, anything to try to, you know, kind of diminish our reporting on this is nothing to see here, move on. It, it's really strange to me. People on the inside really encourage us to continue, you know, with our reporting on this kind of stuff. But that 2019 event, it really struck me when 
They try to isolate one little thing and say, none of the rest happened. I mean, that that's what they were trying to do is make every person involved, every piece of evidence less valuable by trying to attack one tiny thing. We saw that with the report. I think it was uh, that New York Post that they came out saying case solved. These were Chinese drones launched off of the Bass Strait. In, in episode number two of Weaponized with uh, Guts, John Gutierrez, man, we broke it down. We broke down the evidence, but you saw how the uh, certain elements within the media try to like shame you for putting this out. And then they, they latch onto something that is false. It is patently false that these are, are launched from the Bass Strait in 2019, that that solved the case. We got the guy on record for our show whose job it was to monitor the Bass Strait to make sure that nothing was launching or landing off of that cargo ship. And definitively, it didn't. They, they wanted it to be that because then they would have solved the case. That is a UFO case. That is a UAP. There were transmedium vehicles. There were hundreds of them. I'm going to say 100 plus because I'm being conservative, but 10 Navy warships with like maybe 13 to, to 20 per ship at times over the course of a few days. So I really see this as a problem. If you're myopic in the way that you look at a case, you're going to miss the entirety of the thing. We know those were not U.S. assets. We know that. If they were Chinese, it would have been as popular as the balloon story that came out when that was just a Chinese balloon, reconnaissance balloon. So, yeah, man, I'm with you. It, it's a real problem. People need to be really sharp when they just read something and parrot it without having heard all the information. Um, I'd have to say this is the fastest UFO investigation in the history of military investigations of UFOs. We released these videos and the story about the Mojave Triangle uh, Monday at midnight, and most people saw it hours later. Within a few hours of that, by the afternoon of Monday, Susan Goff had responded. She had apparently done an investigation from her office in D.C. Uh, and had tried to explain this away. Oh, yeah, we had assets in the air. You know, that would have been the fastest investigation ever. And I seriously doubt there was any actual legwork that was done before that statement was released. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, if if people want to uh, come to a conclusion, they're going to do that. If they want to undermine people doing an investigation because they don't like them, then they're going to do that. But honestly, I don't give a fuck. We're going to keep just doing our work and trying to get resolved. Look, at this point, I, I can clearly say we are representing the Marines who want to know what it is that they saw. And, and I'm not going to let that go. I have a, a duty. I mean, isn't this like Memorial Day weekend? Hey, man, why don't we give these guys a little bit of credit and then also do the work for them? So I got no bones in saying at this point, um, you know, we're going to see it to the end because we're representing people that want answers. In, in the meantime, let's hear from one, just one more of the witnesses that said, you know, they, they want to go on record because they want to know what this was. It's It's a really interesting account of what happened that night. Talks a lot about flares. Should we play that one? Yeah. Okay. I was a Lance Corporal at 29 Palms at Camp Wilson. Without knowing any of the hubbub in the media right now that's going on, you know what night I'm referring to, right? Yes, sir, I do. And 2021, 20th of April, you were there. Yes, I was. You know exactly what I'm asking about, don't you? 
Oh, I know the exact date because I remember when the helicopter started taking off and they were flying jets all over the base all sporadically shortly after all that happened. Okay. And is that your voice in the video that says you can see a shape? Yes, sir. I already know which video y'all are talking about. Uh, we all ran outside seeing what it was. At first, of course, we all thought it was flares, but flares don't stay up in the air that long. They were in like a triangular shape. That's and they were just holding that uh, pattern for a long time. You could kind of see an outline of something, but we weren't sure what it was. It just looked like something I've never seen. It was very odd. Why? Well, when you, a flare gets shot up, I mean, it leaves a trail. And it's also being parachuted, so it doesn't sit in the same spot for a very long period of time. And the light dims down. That light was there for a very long time. How long? Uh, I can't remember precisely how long it was. Uh, like approximate. Was it five minutes? Was it an hour? I remember we were all out there probably for about a good 30 minutes looking at it. Which, like I said, which makes no sense to me if it would be a flare because a flare is continuously falling. You'll see that smoke. There's a parachute attached to them, so they s- slow down while they fall. And you didn't, you couldn't see a parachute on them, even if they were zoomed in. They weren't moving. It wasn't even burning, like a burning kind of light. Because, you know, a flare's combustion. I have a video where afterwards these loom flares go up, and they look very different. Like they're falling. Yeah. and they're... Yeah, It's drastically different from what we saw. You're adamant that, th- that these were not flares. Yes, sir. And is it because of the proximity to you, the color of them, not seeing descent, not seeing smoke? Why are these not flares? The smoke, descent, like I said, the flares of combustion light, so it's kind of flickering the entire time. And then those lights weren't flickering, those were like just bright, just there. They were like perfect little orbs in a triangle. You're saying that with normal flares that I assume you've seen a lot of in your military career, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So this doesn't look like any flare that you've ever seen? I have not seen a flare like that in my military career. It looks like it was illuminated from a bulb or some other source. What was the color that you kind of saw compared to like loom flares or something? Was it different in color? I mean, we have some flares. We have red flares, but that was like a reddish-orange color those lights were with like a hint of yellow around it. We don't have flares that are like that color. Like the red flares are like a blood-red color, but very bright. And if you had to approximate the size, what would the size of what you're seeing, how big was that? For it to be that pronounced from that distance, I mean, it had to be pretty large. So a lot of people are saying, "What well, you know? Well, that that's just a normal training exercise. Aren't there always training exercises on that base?" Yes, sir. Before any big deployment, a Marine infantry unit will train on that base. Let me ask you this: I was told that right after there was a pretty massive response. You know, sixty-five ton vehicles, Humvees, helicopters that went to like eleven thirty at night. Were you witness to that as well? Yes, sir. I was. Do you think that was in direct response to what you saw? I believe so. What do you think they were doing? 
I think they were just surveying and maybe trying to keep anything away from us, seeing what's out there. And the same thing, they had uh, jets fired up, and they were going full blast in that direction. Do you think it was a craft? Honestly, sir, I do. It looked like it was observing. You just sat there and just watched us. That's what it felt like. Can you just explain that to me so I understand? Well, like, in our line of work, if we were going to do recon on our enemy or something, we would take a high vantage point where we could see a base and we would plan it out. After, like, a while, it just now it's just even more just we know it wasn't players because we talked about it a lot that night. It just felt like if it was something not from here, that's what they were doing. How does that make you feel? Um, kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I've known about it and it's just like, I felt like we've just been getting lied to for a long time about it. And now that I saw that, it kind of just, you know, confirmed it for me, at least to myself it did. They're sending so many fucking helicopters right now. They're chasing something. They're flying. Holy they're going fast as hell, too. Like a beam They're in like a formation. A couple of comments come to mind. Um, the Marine witnesses that we've talked to kind of make an assumption that the massive response they saw was a response to this thing that was in the air. Um, and, and that is an assumption. It's a guess on their part. We haven't got anybody yet who says, I was ordered to go look for this object. Is that right? That's right. That that's going to be. It's going to take longer time. And if if it turns out that we can definitively prove that there was an exercise with a flare in this configuration, we have the timestamps and all that. Then I'm going to tell the Marines that they want to know this was a big event. If you noticed in that interview, he knew exactly. He hasn't watched the news and all that, but he knew exactly when I said Camp Wilson, I want to talk to you. He knew exactly what I was talking about. This was an indelible moment and over time he just hasn't found explanation for it and they've kind of talked amongst themselves about it so we will hopefully get direct witness testimony if that were to be the case if it is prosaic and we're able to explain that then i'm going to present that information to the marines and that's what's going on um another point about the video that was posted uh on the website of the, of the base so we saw all this green stuff, things flying around, flashing uh, as part of a training exercise that we think was in range 210. Our Marine witnesses in this valley, in between them and the first mountain range, didn't see any of that stuff. We know that it took place over four days, four day operation, not just on the 20th. That was at some other range. That stuff didn't happen in this valley. But what did happen in this valley was the big response by all, all kinds of helicopters, all kinds of vehicles seemingly looking for something right yeah that that's what they c concur all of them that it was it was right there now i mean i think that th this particular training exercise i mean they were there for almost two months and and they said that they're notified when there's going to be something within close proximity to them that's out of safety so it, it really is um problematic I, I i can't mesh those things together yet I, they, look, we're trying to get answers for the people that were there. 
That's what we're trying to do. I, I really hope that, that, that we can do that. We, we have a lot of assumptions right now, a lot of compelling information, but I'm just not, I'm sorry, man. I'm just not satisfied yet. Let's get there. Let's get the answers for everybody. Yeah. On the uh, question of flares, will we report it if we end up finding information that confirms it was flares, regular old flares? And the answer is yes. I mean, we don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, part of the reason we're putting it out is to get some answers, as you said. And I think we now have a mechanism where we can do that. We know the information that we need to get, and we're trying to get it right now. But it, it happened because we put this stuff out. And after two years of gathering information, we had hit a roadblock. That's right. And look, you know, if this is some sort of mass mirage or, or misunderstanding from from these marines they're open to that but we have to find out i i thought i found it so interesting though the way that this one marine you just heard from how he why how he eliminated flares that, that he sees all the time they see all the time in their training and it was it was the duration it was the nature of the light that's what they're describing they looked more like they said it didn't look at all like flares, like flares kind of flicker, they would say, even at distance, especially at distance because of the mirage effect that these looked like globes, like solid globes. And the nature of the light was different and the color was different. So there could be a lot of explanations for that, but also just having that appearance of, of, of being a crab. I mean, the, I, I try not to focus on that. I want them to tell me but th that's what they report. So it's just, it, it's, man, it's it's a case. It's a case. And I, I'm glad that, that it's out there. And, and hopefully we can come to a definitive resolve. And I, and I think we will be able to, but not until that moment uh, are we going to close this for them. They want us to, they want to know for sure. And, and, and again, UAP reporting, it, it, it's broken. The way that it goes up the chain of command, people um, even on that night, it's like they're afraid to put it up through the chain of command to say, hey, you know, what did we see? That's none of your, none of your business. I mean, so what what do they get? What do they get from that? So this is one of the ways in which we're going to get better UAP reporting and reduce the stigma because it needs to reduce it. George, you always say over and over, you always say it's our job to investigate the unexplained, not to explain the uninvestigated, and, and we see how important that is with the 2019 UAP events, the swarms, and we see how that important how important that is even, even right now. Yeah, I mean, we want information about UAP or unknowns to flow upward. When a bunch of Marines at a US Marine base think they saw a craft over that base, we think it should be reported that somebody should look into it, not just a phone call from Susan Goff from her DC office, uh, gathering a little bit of information, not investigating it. I mean, DOD says all the time, uh, they're pretending they want transparency. That's the buzzword. Well, let's have some, you know, let's take a look at this. Uh, you know, the Marines could be wrong, but we don't have definitive answers on that yet. Uh, you know, in this case, uh, the people who jump on this and try to debunk it, helped us because a lot of additional information that we didn't have uh, came forward. And we'll be reporting more on that as well. To those who kind of went nuts on this, uh, produced videos and tweeted dozens of times, all that, I just have two words for them. Thank you. Thanks for helping. <laughs> 
I, I get afraid every time you say you're gonna you're gonna say two words. God yeah. forbid, God forbid you say five words in an email. Okay. <laughs> so look, here's the deal. Um, yeah, it is so important that this reporting, this type of reporting happens because we know that there are incursions on military bases of craft of unknown origin that can do things that our military assets can't do. We have chased them. We have fired upon them, which is an unambiguous case that you and I are going to report on about firing on UAP in war zones, in, in, in conflict zones, a better way to say it. So we know there are incursions of machines of unknown origin that, that we don't know how their technology works because our own government has admitted that to us, oddly enough. So bringing these cases to light helps us either, you know, show, hey, this is the nature of it, or this is, you know, a resolved case, but we know the incursions happen. And so a case like this is super important to get to the bottom of, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there are some holes in this, obviously, uh, some information that we need to resolve it. But if we get it, and we will get it now, we have a better idea what we need to aim for and where it might be, um, we will report it. If it turns out that these are flares and we can confirm it, we'll report it. Uh, until then, though, uh, you know, if people want to make up their mind and make a conclusion and move on, fine. Uh, but we're going to keep working on it. Yeah, yeah. At least we're going to keep working on it to make sure that uh, the Marines get answers. And I, I do want to do a shout out being Memorial Day weekend to those that have served, lost their lives that have served, but also those Marines th that are here with us now and, and do feel comfortable coming forward to us. I just want to thank all of them, even though we're not using their names because of the stigma and because they have jobs or they're still, you know, um, involved in, in their military positions. I just want to say thank you for for having the you know courage to to talk with us about uncomfortable things, and we're going to do our best for you. And just a big shout out to all of our service people on this weekend. And George, really good to see you, and thanks for spending time in this weird version of weaponized podcast where we are in our home bunkers. Look at yours. That, that, is that 35 years of being an investigative reporter breaking stories on things other than UFOs too? Oh, people can't see this, but I'm I'm living in a palatial estate. It's uh, awesome here. It's so clean and orderly here in my home office. Don't you agree? Oh my <laughs> gosh, man. I swear to God, when I come stay with you, I'm sleeping on reams of papers. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, man. And we'll, we'll see everybody next week. I, I got a sense. I, I do want to ask you one thing, George. Did you... Um, Oh, slaving away with family problems and slaving away at like, you know, being stuck to my computer. Were you out having fun at some epic concert without me? I can neither confirm nor deny that I saw Lord Huron playing in Reno, uh, but I have heard that it is an exceptional show. We might have more on that later on. Yeah, yeah. This is a buddy of yours who's an amazing musician and artist and talented. And I, I hope we do, George, because that guy's just um, something. He's out of this world. Hope everyone enjoys their Memorial Day weekend. Well, I think they'll be receiving this right after. So we hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Never have so few had so much to tell, but could say so little. 
following this is a weaponized presentation of Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp, Dark Horse Entertainment, and Cadence 13 Studios. Available now for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your shows.